We've written a book! We've been working really hard with HarperCollins to create the book that we felt was missing from baby sleep advice. One that doesn't say you have to be a particular type of parent or will make you feel shit about yourself if you're not. One that is straightforward and will empower you to get the sleep you want for your family. Sleep Better Baby is zero judgment, obviously, stacked with easy to follow guidelines, a sleep toolkit to arm yourself with, at a glance crib notes, routines and how to hack them. Basically, it's the only baby and parent sleep book worth having. Order Sleep Better Baby now, just head to Amazon and search Sleep Better Baby or go to our website, thesleepmums.co.uk. Not one, not two, but three podcasts in one day. No, we're not overachieving. Well, we kind of are. But mostly it's because what we're talking about, feeding, is such a wide and multi-layered topic. It's something that we feel shouldn't have sides, but often does. And people can feel really strongly about it. It's one of the biggest things in parenting that can cause judgment, criticism, and sadly, when parents are already dealing with a lot, feelings of guilt. We make these podcasts for you. And when we say you, we mean all of you. Because when it comes to parenthood, there is no one way. It's as individual as your lovely baby. I'm Kat Cuby, TV presenter and author who likes a chocolate hobnob on the side. I don't know why that sounds particularly kinky. <laughs> and this is Sarah Carpenter, baby and child expert, sleep consultant, and she'll take a chocolate bourbon. <laughs> Always take a chocolate bourbon dipped in a cup. A bourbon? <laughs> What's a bourbon? Is it not a bourbon? I don't, I don't know how to say it now. That's one of those words. <laughs> How disappointing if you ask for a bourbon and you get a chocolate biscuit. <laughs> Is that what you meant when I said, what's your favourite biscuit? No, I did not mean whiskey. <laughs> I'm not that bad. Together, we are the Sleep Mums. All three of our podcast drops today are talking about feeding and the wild and different ways we can nourish our babies. As I've said before, Sarah and I have breastfed, bottle-fed and combo-fed our kids. We continue to be in awe of our bodies and the formula-developing brains for feeding and nourishing our children. Basically, human beings are brilliant. We've talked about breastfeeding and bottle-feeding separately in our other two podcasts because sometimes you only want to listen to what you need to. But in this episode, we're going to talk both because one method of feeding that sometimes falls beneath the radar is combination feeding. So Sarah, let's start at the beginning. What is combo feeding? So combination feeding is essentially using breast milk and um, formula or bottle and boob. So you may choose to have breast milk in your bottle. You know, it really is whatever you want it to be. Um, there's so many different reasons for combination feeding. It might be a medical one and baby's not gaining weight, so you do need to use top-up feeds out of a bottle. It may be choice and you've just decided that actually from the get-go you want to do a little bit of both. It might be to include other family members or your partner. It might be that you just need a break and you just want to. Or you might already know that um, your little one is going to be going to nursery or being cared for by other people at some point and so you want to get ahead of the game and start quite early on um you know the the reason for using it for weight gain would be to really monitor 
um, how much milk is going in and be really aware of um, the amount. So, you know, and that, again, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's formula. It could be expressed breast milk, but it just allows you to monitor the quantities. Um, or it could be that um, you're using formula um, just to really bolster up and boost the weight gain. Um, and you can just breastfeed alongside that. So you might do your feed and then top up with a bottle or you might top up first and then breastfeed. Which is totally what I did with Indy because of the tongue tie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's a bit of comfort for that, I guess, knowing that there is what's going in. Um, and also because I was so super anxious about her losing weight. Yeah, I think for a lot of people, it can just be really reassuring to see that they've actually taken something, even although, you know, for some people, they can feel the letdown and they can hear their baby swallowing. They still just like that comfort of actually seeing the milk draining out of the bottle and knowing it's gone straight into baby. You can also choose to do it at the beginning for weight gain reasons and then end up fully breastfeeding or fully formula feeding you know it can it can be something that you utilize for a period of time and it can be something that you use the whole way through your feeding journey so you know it is obviously as it sounds combination it can be a combination of different things reasons ways and um it's as always as we say it's about what works best for you and your family Yep, absolutely. There's no hard and fast rules. Um, you know, you can chop and change. One day you could use express breast milk. Um, the next day you could use formula. It, it is flexible. You know, it's combination. It's flexible. It's entirely up to you. Why do you think it falls under the radar a bit? Sorry, this is a bit of a curveball. But and also, why do we not talk about it a bit more? Because I think a lot of parents actually, th- this is how they feed. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people do use combination feeding. Um, for some, it's as simple as, you know, if they're only doing um, one bottle a day, then, you know, that doesn't cross their mind that it's actually got a label. It's just that they're doing one bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, or it might be that, you know, they're doing it because they long term want to get them onto bottles fully. So it's, again, it's just not a sort of labelled option of feeding that they've thought about. It's something that they're doing naturally because it's right for them but it hasn't been given a name. So there might be a bunch of different reasons you end up combo feeding, both medical and personal, like any way we feed our babies. However, despite that very much being individual to you, people can still have pretty firm ideas about what you should or shouldn't be doing. So Sarah, what are some of the expectations around combo feeding, both for parents themselves and folk around them? There, there might be an element of guilt, I suppose, if, you know, you've had to or you've been encouraged to start combination feeding early on. If you've if it's actually an option that's been put on the table to you, then you may feel a, a little bit of guilt around that. I think as well, you know, for a lot of people, when it is put to them, there's that fear that their milk supply won't be able to then be sustained when actually it can be. 100%. Yeah. I um, had that, 100%. Because there's quite a lot of stuff about uh-huh. nipple confusion and stuff as well that you feel like, oh, if I start on this journey, then I'm not going to be able to carry on breastfeeding. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I th- you know, I, I do think, again, as we've said in sort of the previous two as well, you know, there's a lot of negative and positive chat about it and so it can become quite confusing um and then I think 
because there's a lack of understanding of how you can actually do combination feeding for some people it can get quite overwhelming if they then feel like it's just going to be a downhill spiral to one type of feeding so you know if you have started out as breastfeeding and then you feel like after you've introduced one bottle it's just going to keep on going then people can get a little bit panicky and anxious about that yeah I think that's really true and I suppose you know expectations can work both ways you know there, there might people might be trying to encourage you to combo feed when you don't want to or you might be trying to encourage partners to take some of the responsibility and they don't want to <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know like at times when um, I've been helping people and I've suggested that maybe one of them get, does do a later night bottle um, just to help and give a little bit of respite, they can be a little bit horrified at the suggestion. Um, but actually then once they've started to do it and they I think that was maybe me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's not just the partner who's being asked to get up and do it. It's the partner who's, you know, sacrificing that feed as well. It can can fill you with dread. So it works on both sides. So I think one expectation might be that it has to be one way or the other. And actually, you you can mix it up a bit. And we've kind of talked about that already. Having spoken about those expectations, a lot of them might sound a little bit negative. So I think it's really important that we balance that out. And let's talk about some of the benefits. So Sarah, now we know what it is and expectations. Why would you do it? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one is that you can include your partner or you can give the main carer a bit of a break, which is, you know, sometimes really, really needed. Um, And I think the including your partner part is really important because it's so nice for them, you know, feeding is a lovely thing and um, it's really nice if both parents can take a shot at that and have those snuggly cuddles and have that quiet time that you don't always get with babies Um, and we're not saying that every feed will be quiet you know for a lot of babies it is problematic and that's when actually you're then giving the main feeder a bit of a break if somebody else can do a little bit Um, as we've already said you know it gives you a little bit more control over what's going in which can be super important for some people you know especially if the baby is um, a little bit slower to gain weight or is just sort of staying on one line if they at least can see the milk actually draining out of the bottle that's really reassuring Um, and then just thinking about the future you know the flexibility for if you have to return to work or if you do just want a little bit of freedom you know it's okay to say I'm just going to give a bottle at bedtime tonight so that I can go out that's absolutely fine you know you don't need to it doesn't need to be a set time each day and it certainly doesn't need to be a negative you know it really it can be positive for you to get a little bit of space and also I mean (laughs) this is going to sound like I'm flipping it back onto a negative right but um you know to not worry about putting too much pressure on yourself either because there was a period of time where I pumped a lot just literally so that me and my husband could get a bit of time together and go off on a wee date and we went on the date and I completely freaked out and I was like horrified by the thought of you know someone else giving my milk even you know and I know that's crazy but um I was really emotional about it and obviously came home and had to come home because I was miserable um and then clearly I've got my head around it and 
you know it worked at a later point but you know if you try combo feeding and for whatever reason you go ah that doesn't mean that it's not going to work for you either as well in the future but you just have to be really gentle with yourself and take all of these times you know if you're making a choice to do combo feeding I mean yeah and you know if you are choosing to do combo feeding you don't have to hand over the reins either like I did with mine do a bottle at bedtime a bottle and a breastfeed at bedtime but I did both of those things until I was ready to hand the bottle over so it wasn't I wasn't you know I did I I wanted to kind of hang on to that and keep that rightly or wrongly but that's where Mm -hmm. I was at at the time Um, and it did take me a while before I was ready to say to somebody else you know Mm -hmm. okay here's the bottle get on with it and then once I did it was really nice and I didn't feel like I was missing out because I was ready. I feel like we don't really talk about that much either that, that you can feel like you know that there's something of an ease with bottles you think well well, anyone could do it but actually you can still feel kind of sort of possessive I suppose of that of of doing that feed definitely absolutely you know if you're a little bit all consumed by your baby then everything you just want to do it all and that's okay and you know you will get to a point where you are ready to kind of step back a little bit and that's fine when you're ready but you don't need to push yourself to get there so there are benefits but it can sometimes feel a wee bit daunting to switch up whatever you're doing either because it's working or because it's not working and you don't want things to get even worse so how can you make combo feeding work for you if that's what you want or need to do so routine is quite an important part of um, combination feeding because, you know, initially, certainly when you are introducing that bottle, you if, you, if you're using breast milk, then, you know, you're going to have to factor in when you're going to pump. Um, and if you're not, then you are going to have a period of time still where the baby's adjusting to taking the bottle. So you do want to be quite um, structured with that, you know, offer it at the same time each day, offer it at a time when they're hungry enough that they want to eat, but they're not so hungry that they're just going to get frustrated. So it is a bit of a balancing act. You also have to think about your supply. You know, there might be a time of the day that actually works better for you. Um, And think about, you know, who's around you as well. You know, if it is something that you're determined to do, but you don't want to do it on your own, then you have to make sure that you're doing it at a time of day where there is always somebody else there that can do it for you. Um, So, you know, once once it's established, then it's absolutely fine to obviously be flexible. And once baby's comfortably taking a bottle, then you can basically substitute any feed. But certainly when you're when you're starting out on the journey, it is good to have a little bit of structure. And even though you can substitute any feed, you also don't want to get engorged or, you know, if if like if that's what's working for you, you don't want to do say a oh, bedtime feed four nights in a row is is a bottle and then switch it back like you you know you're going to confuse your own body yeah. so yeah of course you can be flexible but if you want to do something regularly once you sort of go down that path of doing it regularly it's probably better although not you know absolutely not uh, like definitively but probably better to stick mm-hmm. with the with with one if you're going forward the same one I mean yeah, you can do it. I mean, the thing to remember as well is that you can always do a breastfeed followed by a bottle or a bottle followed by a breastfeed. So, you know, you, you're taking the edge off your boobs. So if you're not mm-hmm. 100% sure which one you want to do, then, you know, that gives you a little bit more room for flexibility because you're going to keep the milk supply up um, without it affecting your body. And also use that, obviously, in terms of doing a top-up 
um, you know, you might actually find that you are like you f- that doubling up on bottle and boob for a period of time is a really good way of easing yourself into combo. Yeah, absolutely. And also just reducing your supply as well. If you are, mm-hmm. you know, if, you, if you're very, very full, then just doubling it up can help you just to gently reduce how much um, breast milk baby's taking. I think that can be a bit like scary though as well as you said people get a bit worried about doing it that it's going to affect their supply um but also it can get a bit confusing because you're like how do I make this work but I guess with like any of these things it just takes a bit of time and you do need to think it through a little bit yeah exactly I mean if you've done it from the start then obviously your body's already caught up to that um and if you're doing it a little bit further down the track then you know you'll know very quickly how you're finding it if you're enjoying it if you're not if you want to take a break for a while and go back to it in the future so again you can be pretty flexible with that um just while you're starting the journey and just because we were talking a bit about top-ups there how does combo feeding work with sleep And, and do you have any tips where it comes to sleep and combo feeding so, you know, you've got, again, you've got options around to sort of how you want to use it to work with sleep. You can, like we've just said, you could double up at bedtime. So you're making sure the baby really is nice and full. You know, if you do, if you're feeling a little bit anxious about that kind of bedtime feeding, you're not always convinced that they're getting a great one, then, you know, by giving them a bottle at that time as well, then it can just boost your confidence a little bit. Important to say that baby probably is getting a, a good feed, like, yeah. you know, it's just in your head it's about mum yes exactly and again you know that's I suppose you know again thinking about it from mum point mum's point of view if you're breastfeeding and you're absolutely exhausted then it's okay to ask somebody else to do the first feed of the night or the second feed of the night by a bottle and do your combination Mm -hmm. feed in that way so I guess it's more about mum's sleep rather than baby's sleep when you're thinking Mm -hmm. about combination feeding which is really super important and actually we probably haven't spoken about enough I know we talk about it like wanting to support parents but you know I think sometimes when we do talk about baby sleep we forget how important making sure that that parents are are looked after too I guess because you know definitely and the other way of looking at it as well is that um you know if if you if your partner struggles in the latter part of the night to actually be helpful around breastfeeding, if they've given a bottle at the start of the night, they feel like they've done something. They feel like they have been able to help because they've given you that downtime and they've let you sleep. So it takes a little bit of the guilt away from them as well. And, you know, you can then work as a team knowing that you're splitting the night. And that's if that's what works for mm-hmm. you guys, then that's great. And that's a good way of doing it. Yeah, so it can it can help you feel like you're part of a team, and and often the responsibility of breastfeeding can feel like a lot, which you know can also can be exciting. And I, like I as I said in one of, in our other episodes, you know, I definitely was quite possessive over that, but it can be really positive to share that load, whether it's for a night or two or ad hoc or as a regular yep, thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes you can start with one way of feeding and want to switch up as time goes on. So what is the best way to introduce combination feeding if you haven't been doing it from the start? So once you've decided that that's a route that you want to go down, then, you know, you do need to dig deep and be a little bit consistent with it if you're determined to make it work. So, you know, choose your bottles, have everything ready and prepared, decide if you're going to be expressing or formula. And then once you've picked your time, stick with it for a few days. And like I said earlier, you know, if 
if it's not something that you want to do yourself, then ha- make sure that you've chosen a time of day that somebody else is with you so that you can have that support. And, you know, just just be practical about it. Stay as calm as you can. If it's not happening straight away and you are getting anxious about it, have a change of scene, you know. Don't get yourself wound up. Don't let baby get too wound up because it will then become pretty stressful. If you've decided much further down the track to do it, you might find that actually it just doesn't work. And once you've tried it for a wee while, then you realise actually it's not worth it. And then, you know, it might just be a case of you go onto a cup um, or it might be that they're of an age, that babies of an age where the feed that you were hoping to have substituted, they're old enough that actually that can just be cut out by then. So, you know, just because you've sort of toyed with the idea and decided that it's an option, it may not work for you guys and it's okay to then go back and think of other options is there an optimal time to introduce it um i mean in an ideal world for the sort of least pain-free um introduction of a bottle i would say within the first three weeks if you can do one one bottle every sort of 24 to 36 hours from that point on then you're really not going to run into any issues what about nipple confusion and also about your supply in those early days because that's obviously in the first sort of six weeks that's still kind of settling yeah definitely i mean nipple confusion isn't an issue you know um baby is going to swap and change quite easily um just in the same way that they can use a dummy and they can still breastfeed you know these things are mm-hmm. it, it really isn't a problem so you know you shouldn't let that sort of cloud what you want to do but you do prob- you do sometimes have to find the right teat yeah absolutely you can you know look at your baby's latch look at the shape of your nipple and then get a teat based on that you know for a lot of babies the teats that people think are going to work because they're kind of bog standard teats they actually need something a little bit smaller with a little bit more shape that fits into Mm -hmm. the mouth better to prevent excessive wind um and then uh i was talking about supply oh yeah so with your supply you know if you're doing it just to have the knowledge that baby is um, going to take a bottle comfortably then you can just offer you know half an ounce an ounce in that bottle you don't need to do a full feed if you're doing it purely just so that you know in the future that they will take a bottle you don't need to offer a lot at all so it's definitely not going to affect your supply Mm -hmm. if you're doing it because you actually want to substitute a feed then your supply will adjust accordingly to what baby needs and does that happen quite quickly your supply adjusting it really does vary person to person for some people it can take so much longer than others and you know it it will depend on your hormones and you know the supply that you have you know for people who have a lot of milk it can take a little bit longer for their body to comfortably adjust to dropping a feed So if you've been wondering whether formula, breast or combination feeding will help your baby sleep more, unfortunately, there is no straightforward answer because all babies are different. The most important thing when it comes to feeding your baby is that it is personal and you need to do whatever makes family life work best for you for a whole range of different reasons. There are many ways to nourish your baby and ensure a full tummy and there are many reasons parents will make those decisions and we really shouldn't 
judge each other for them. However you feed your baby, try to ignore the noise from others who think you should do it differently. Many well-meaning folk may have surprisingly firm ideas about your boobs or bottles, and it can be really hard to juggle both the baby in your arms and all those opposing views. Honestly, it's one thing getting baby to latch onto a nipple or teat, another to do so in the steely glare of someone who thinks there's a better way to do it. We would love to be there to tell those judgy McJudgersons that the only best way is the one which you have taken. And maybe you can suggest that they listen to this or all three of our feeding episodes. We hope this helped. Find us on social media. Come and chat to us at Sleep Mums on Instagram or Facebook. Write us a review. You can do it right now and tell us how brilliant we are. And of course, get in touch with us if there is anything you want to hear about. Look after yourselves and sleep soon. Don't forget, you can order our brand new book, Sleep Better Baby, the only baby sleep book worth having. Full of routines to fit your family and practical advice that will help you and your baby sleep better. Search Sleep Better Baby on Amazon or head to our website, thesleepmums.co.uk.